bring the heart. It's time to get loud. Let's go! Because this is Betfred Super League. Bring it on. everyone and welcome along to the 70th yes the 70th edition of eddie and steve-o the podcast sponsored for all of that time by our great friends at betfred now we've not been with you for a few weeks and what a momentous period in history it has been we've lost queen elizabeth ii gained king charles iii we've got a new prime minister and in rugby league we have a new man of steel and it's grand final week in the betfred super league so this weekend, all roads lead to Old Trafford, the theatre of dreams. Some things never change, though, and although his location does, Steve-O has flown halfway round the world for the grand final and then to be here for the World Cup that follows. So he's back home in Blighty. And as always, it's good to say hello to the man himself. Steve-O, how are you going? Hope you're over the jet lag. Uh, no, not over jet lag. I feel, <laughs> I feel, never mind my 75 years of age, I feel about 95. But could I ever turn down having the opportunity to talk to you, top man? No, well, I understand that. <laughs> I, that that's the reason you're back. It's got nothing to do with the grand final or the World Cup. I realise that. First of all, before we go any further, your memories, please, of Her Majesty the Queen, because it was she who awarded you your MBE, wasn't it? So what memories have you got of the world's greatest ever monarch? She was a great leader, and I've... I had the opportunity to meet her on two occasions, and on both occasions, she made you feel as though you were the most important person in the world. Now, what a great attribute you can have when someone can make you feel that way. I'm a royalist. I make no bones about that at all. Uh, it's a great loss, but boy, what she has done for this country and the Commonwealth has been outstanding. Rest in peace. Indeed so. It was. Uh, it has been a moving couple of weeks, it has. And um, yes, you're right. She was the, the most fantastic person that we have ever seen in this country. OK, look, it's grand final week in, in rugby league, as you rightly say. Uh, let's look back on how the Saints and Leeds got there. Quarterfinals first, briefly, Steve-O. Catalan beaten by Leeds. What a rough and tough encounter this was. Some indiscipline. At times, Gil Dudson sent off in what was his last Catalan game, a three-match ban for the headbutt. Warrington then suffer already at the start of 2023. Dudson will miss the first three games of next year. <laughs> they can't take a trick, can they, the Wolves? Uh, it's been a real clean-out situation, and as you say, uh, problems before the season starts next year. Uh, but I, I am I'm pretty confident that Powell will change the complexion of the Wolves, that they will be contested. 
into the top four next season. I have no doubt about that. It's been a rough road for the fans, but they've just got to be a little bit faithful. He's a damn fine coach, is Powell. He is indeed. And so, it seems, is uh, Rowan Smith. Um, but there was an element of controversy about this match, you know. The entire match officials team travelled on the same flight to Perpignan <laughs> as the Leeds team did. And it was a Rhinos <laughs> charter flight as well. Now, look, look, we're not suggesting any impropriety or compromise going on here. But it, it's, Steve, oh, it's not a good look for the game, is it? But, I mean, it was put down to costs, but for goodness sake. <laughs> Look, we've just brought on board IMG, right? And surely the game itself has got to stop doing these situations. You know, don't give anybody any opportunity to point the finger at something that was untoward. We have to be above all that. You know, to save costs, just that, oh, we'll put you on the same plane. I I hope you don't mind. I mean, that's like... That's like saying, oh, you know, the the toilet in the dressing room uh, for the referees won't work. So you'll have to use one of the the one in one of the teams. And you say, well, he was walking in and out. No, you you can't give them the opportunity. Look, we have have enough knockers in our game that get every opportunity, especially the look about the printed press. If it isn't anything with either drugs or something wrong, we never get a word mentioned in rugby league. You can look high and low on all the, all the, the printed press, and there's just nothing about it. In the quarterfinals, Huddersfield took an early dive, Salford proving yet again that in 2022, on their day, they could have beaten anyone, keeping the Giants scoreless too. But what a disappointing end to the year for Huddersfield coach Ian Watson. But something we think is building there. Yeah, well, it, it has been for the last sort of 12 months. Um, you experience and it's the same with Powell going to Warrington you know it takes time to get something there I was surprised that they never even got to chance to even score a point but full credit you know to the way that they've they've done it they will be bitterly disappointed but team spirit the will to win and the advantage of nearly everybody in rugby league saying oh, well, Salford can't do this, uh, they can't do that, Leeds can't do this, and blah, blah, blah. And they've just pointed the finger. Rowan Smith at Leeds has just said, right, everyone says that we're going to be relegated. It's up to you now. I'll be there to help. And it's worked. Full credit to him. And quite frankly, um, I, I was pleased that Pete won the coach of the year. But in my mind, it's Rowan Smith. They were relegation fodder when he arrived. Now they're in the grand final. That's right. And, you know, as I say, I'm taking nothing away from Pete. I thought he did a magnificent job. But the way that Smith has turned it around is amazing. And you've you've got to give him full credit to it. And I'll tell you something. St. Helens, they'll be a little bit worried, mainly due to the fact that the one thing that Smith has done to the Leeds Rhinos is get their defence solid. And they're rough and tough. You know, it was often often said that perhaps, you know, Leeds were a little bit soft, especially down the middle. They're not soft now. And, you know, my mind goes back to uh, when Wigan played in the grand final against against um, uh, the, the French side. Um, the Catalan, uh, Catalan, Catalan. See, that's jet lag coming through. Um, and the opening, the opening gambit on that grand final was that St. Helens tried to just run them off their feet. 
they worked tirelessly for the first 10-15 minutes and they were held back and they were surprised now I don't think that St. Helens will start off 100 mile an hour I think they'll just take it nice and steady control the ball good kicking game positional sense that's what wins you a final it will be a different kettle of fish this year whereas Leeds they'll just try to blast them they'll try to get defence and try to keep them back and also as we all know the kicking game is so important and if it rains Steve-O on Saturday as it tends to do on grand yep. final night look out because Leeds know how to do it from fifths and in the rain yeah it's, uh, they know how to shut down the opposition and each game that's been gone on through the latter part of the season they've been building in confidence but the one thing that Smith has brought is, is that let's get collectively a very solid defence and it's on both sides as well Leeds so often in the early part of the season were caught out on, on one side but now they're solid on the breaches on the outside and they're solid down the middle it's going to be difficult to make a clean break against them it is. Uh, St. Helens, are they, uh, th this will sound crackers to a lot of people, are they lucky to be there because Salford had no Brodie Croft. He was concussed in the previous week at Huddersfield, so he, he had to miss the game. Andy Ackers, the hooker, went off after two minutes, also concussion. That was a massive blow, but they nearly got the Saints. Was that decision about Tim Laffey getting pulled back when it looked certain that he'd score, was that correct? It's difficult to say, Eddie, but the thing is, there's an old adage and you say the harder you work the luckier you become and I think that they just sneaked it but fair credit to Salford they have shocked everybody remember five or six weeks ago we made it quite clear that uh, Christian Wolf was going to the, the Dolphins yeah you scooped in, the world in Quince no well the th thing is look Wayne Bennett is no mug Wayne Bennett took on the coaching role to make sure that he could pass it on to someone else. He's in his 70s now, is Wayne. You can't keep going on forever, as you and I soon found out, Eduardo. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It, it, it's a fantastic situation where a man of quality, and let's face it, Christian Wolf, outstanding coach, doesn't say much. He's not one of these that brags about what he's done what is this that and the other he just gets on with the job very very similar in attitude as Wayne Bennett an ideal selection very much so it'll be interesting it's a shame he's going back home Christian Wolf, as an assistant coach and not as a head coach but he is a head coach in waiting I suppose isn't he oh without a doubt and look Bennett has made it quite clear um <laughs> it's still the master coach isn't he it reminds me so much of Jack Gibson laid back well it, what it is is what it has he knows he knows how to get a team prepared and uh, as we know Christian Wolf certainly knows how to do it with St. Helens yes he does and uh, he'll have to do it again on uh, Saturday for the grand final so it's Saints against Leeds again the fifth time that they've met you know Saints have Never beaten Leeds at Old Trafford. Leeds won 2007, 8 and 9 to claim three titles in a row, again in 2011. Now Saints going for an unprecedented four in a row, which Leeds never done. There's incentive enough for the Rhinos, isn't it, to stop them making history? Yes, but also uh, 
I would suggest that Rowan Smith and Kristen Wolf will not even mention that to their players. Everyone this is else not, is. Yeah, I, I know. But these are two smart coaches, Eddie. They'll say, look, what happens on the day has got nothing to do with what happened years before. We haven't, we haven't done this. We haven't done that. Forget all about that. That's why they're two good coaches. They will just say, this is our plan. We will stick to it. And if we stick to it and get 98 or 96% out of the 100%, then we'll win. It's a simple equation. These are two fine coaches. They won't worry about what went on in the past. No, they won't. But Saints will be without Alex Wormsley. Um, Morgan Knowles is going to be there as well. He had too much ban for a chicken wing tackle on Chris Atkin. Uh, it was a too much ban on Monday, a too much ban on the appeal on Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday night, the appeal was upheld. So he will play. I don't know how they go from two matches on a Monday and a Tuesday to no match on a Wednesday, Steve. But that's the disciplinary panel for you, I suppose. Well, we don't know the circumstances, Eddie. They they may have got something um, from the player that was injured or appeared to be injured. We don't know the situation, but obviously something has occurred. To turn over a two-match suspension um, is pretty rare. Now, I, I, I saw it, and I, I've, I've watched it over several times, and I, I, I didn't think it was all that bad. It was put into a diff difficult position, but there was a suggestion that maybe they were milking it slightly. Well, maybe, maybe not. I mean, he, he looked in a bit of strife. The pictures didn't look good, I must say. But uh, anyway, he's he's there. Uh, it's been sorted out. And Jack Wellsby is there too. He's escaped punishment for a grade A high tackle. I think his previous good record of behaviour uh, was taken into account. So huge boosts, these, for Saints that, yeah. that Knowles and Wellsby will play. Well, of course, and that, that's why, you know, Christian Wolf will be very pleased and that the club ventured into saying we've got proof of something that maybe it could help him. And obviously there has to be something there. You can't tell me that after two occasions you still got banned for two two matches and then all of a sudden it's overturned. But whatever Saints put forward on that table certainly worked. It has to, hasn't yeah. it? Yes, it, it, it looks like something was... was it certainly wasn't deemed to be a frivolous appeal, Steve-O, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> Leeds have got to cope without Aidan Caesar. Concussion in the game uh, against Wigan. The Leeds Rhinos... Women, by the way, won their grand final against York last week. Can the Leeds Rhinos make it a double celebration? Of course they can. They've got every opportunity. <laughs> Look, they've got 17 players out there on the bench and both sides realise that anything can happen and they know that they're, they're, they're fully aware and that's why I keep harping on about the fact you know stick to you what you have prepared with your coach if you stick to it you've got a chance of winning if you don't if you start missing tackles or getting into the wrong position etc and so forth you will be found out simple as that and that's why I go back to the fact that St. Helens will will not start like a hundred mile an hour like they did against Catalans because it took away a little bit of energy and let's face it um, they, they struggled in the end at St. Helens so I don't think you'll find that it'll be a fire you know, firecracker opening from Saints they will use what we call the kicking game to make good position when they get in, in within what they call red zone attack 
they are very, very strong. But you've got to make sure that you get there first. And I think that will be there. And, and I just think that Saints will just make it. I think they'll just well, pip it. It'll be close. It will be close. Emotion might well play a part as well. Matt Pryor has announced his retirement. Liam Sutcliffe is moving on. Remember what happened when Sean Wayne left Wigan? They came up with the goods for him. It'll be a great way for those two to bow out. Sean Long leaves Leeds on Saturday after the, the match. He's moving on. Jamie Jones Buchanan's taking a new role at the club as well. Um, Christian Wolf is leaving, of course, at St. Helens. Emotion there, too. Uh, emotions on a night like this will run high, won't they, for the people who they are saying goodbye to? Yes. And the best thing about it is that let's see what emotions they have after the final whistle. Because that can just absolutely crucify you in regards to the fact, especially when you think to yourself, we had an opportunity to win that game. And there will be certain incidents out there where they had the opportunity, it was a knock-on or it lost possession, diving over the line. It's all things like that. And that's that's why you and I love this game of rugby league because uh, we just don't know. We used to think that you and I were supposed to be specialists. <laughs> <laughs> specialists of what? Of I what? don't know, yeah. <laughs> of, of maybe not getting it right. Uh, and that's that's the power of sport, that, and that's the power of our game, and that's why I'm so happy now that we've overcome pandemic and we can go into the World Cup with a lot of sort of confidence as well. Though having said that, Eddie, it's not going to be an easy opener, is it, for England oh, against definitely Samoa? Not. Definitely do not. Know, do you know? Twelve months ago, remember Willie Mason played at Hull KR? Yes. Well, Millie, uh, Willie Mason, <laughs> would you believe, he came out oh, just over 12 months ago saying that the Samoan coach, Matt Parrish, should be sacked because he'd heard that there was a, a petition signed by all the Samoan players, and a lot of them play in the NRL, saying that Matt Parrish should stand down because the, the players in the petition said that they didn't have any trust in the coach. Well, now they've just announced that every single Samoan player who could, because of birth in Australia, could play for Australia, have declined. And they want to put their services to Samoa. And the latest one is the superstar from the Sydney Roosters, Joseph Suwali. Now, this guy has been chased by Australian Rugby Union, and he is he's outstanding. He is one of the best, best three quarters I've seen for a long, long time. And he has made it quite clear that he wants to play for Samoa. And I encourage everybody, if they want to see one of the best games in this World Cup, make sure you get there for the opener. Make it a well, sellout, because this is going to be one of the best games of all. Well, that's at uh, Newcastle. That's when it kicks off. And just a, a sideline to that, John Bateman, by the way, he got a three-match ban for the dangerous contact on Caesar, which keeps Caesar out of the grand final. Bateman red-carded, but he's now been named in Paul Anderson's England night squad, even though he's got no chance of playing in the game against France. That'll be one of the two matches. He's bound to be named in the full England squad too, I would think, so he'll miss the warm-up against Fiji but it's been manipulated so he'll only miss the World Cup opener with Samoa. I wonder if they'll 
I wonder if they'll try and quickly rearrange another game for England to get him free to play the Samoans. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, rules and regulations. Well, it's so, like golf, isn't it? You play to them. You play to the rules in golf. They're playing to the rules and they're trying to dodge, you know, they're finding like a loophole. What people don't understand, rugby league do not have any rules. They are laws. No, <laughs> laws. they are laws of the game. Terry um, O'Connor calls them guidelines, Steve-O. So does Barry McDermott. Guidelines, nothing else. <laughs> they're the laws. And, of yeah. course, uh, if you can find yourself a barrister, if, say, for instance, you've just you just pinched a Mars bar and you'll get the top barrister to get you off. <laughs> how did you how did you know? How did you know that that had happened in my place? I know I know <laughs> that you like Mars bars. It's as simple as that. <laughs> well, yeah, they're playing to the rules England and uh, hopefully hopefully I mean we'll talk about the World Cup in a little bit uh, more detail shortly, but uh, this is grand final week. The players awards have been handed out at the Man of Steel ceremony. Uh, Brody Croft, Salford, Man of Steel. Matty Peters, we've said, Coach of the Year. Jack Wellsby is Young Player of the Year for the second year in a row. Good choices, I think. What about Brody Croft? Only Salford's second Man of Steel. Jackson Hastings, 2019. He left the following year. Croft refusing to confirm he was staying at Salford. Yes, he loves Super League, but he didn't say he's definitely staying at Salford next year. Another year on his contract to run. He almost was, said he was saying he was staying, but not quite. What do you think? Do you think the big boys will come in and, and try and nick him, or is he going back to Australia? Well, I'll put it this way. Um, there's a very close friend of mine who was a very good coach, was a very good player as well, Tim Sheens, who's now taken over for next year the West Tigers. And I'm sure that Tim Sheens could see the value of this guy. So do not be surprised if Sheens is on a plane to come out for the World Cup, I do know that he is coming, um, and they may have to bump into each other down some sort of corridor. I'm only suggesting, I'm not saying that that's where he's going, but it looks a bit ominous, doesn't it, when he's just made it, said, well, I, I haven't made my mind up yet. Mm. Nothing wrong with putting yourself on the market, because it, this is what's happening down down under as well is that from the 1st of November, you anyone that's out of contract, you're a free agent. You can go and ask whoever you want. And Yeah, yeah, but well, Croft isn't a free agent, Steve-O. He's got another year on his Salford deal to go. You know that old saying, mm. every contract is worth the paper that can be ripped up. <laughs> well, I how remember many, you were... How many, times have, how many times have we said, oh, he's got two years to do this, that, and the other? Uh, it doesn't matter down under on the 1st of November if your contract finishes in, say, 23. Uh, you can start negotiating for uh, 2024. Uh, it's, I know. It's, it's just madness. I know. Well, you, you were talking similarly uh, the last time we spoke about Bevan French. And the great piece of news to come out of the ceremony in Leeds this week is that Bevan French is staying on at Wigan despite all the speculation despite the tip from you that he was the subject of an $800,000 bid uh, yep. for his services $800,000 a year bid that is he signed a new two year deal at Wigan that's quite a coup for Wigan or is it an, an expensive exercise Steve-O bearing in mind those numbers well it, look we can't afford in this country uh, the amount of money that has been spread around down under it's as simple as that mainly due to the fact that the television rights, the broadcasting rights, etc., 
uh, boost the NRL to uh, millions and millions. Um, that's the reason why we brought IMG in to hopefully uh, get uh, get the UK uh, into the same Super League, into the same sort of situation. Uh, whether that's, I mean, I thought that Sky were, especially was very, very good through the pandemic. They could have pulled it because they weren't getting the the amount of games that they that was supposedly there for on the contract. Um, so they say you have to go a little, a little bit of this and sway a little bit back. But uh, you know we've just got to hope that IMG brings our sport to the top. IMG, they've been paid a fortune to make sure that it's a success, and that means that a lot of the clubs they'll just say, "Oh well, I'm not happy with that." Well. They had to make the decision, and I'm glad that they've made that decision. And having said that, I'd like to thank Ralph Rimmer as well. Uh, he, he retires at the end of this season, and if ever a man was given a very difficult situation through the pandemic, this man worked tirelessly to ensure that the game didn't go down the gurgle because of the lack of finance. He was the first to get for any sport backing from the government and all I can say about Ralph Rimmer is well done sir you did our game proud well he did and he won't be around when IMG eventually there's supposed to be a meeting this week when they eventually announce their plans although the 2023 schedule has been announced this week spread across a, a longer season 35 weeks in all next year kick off February the 16th uh, 27 rounds 4 Challenge Cup weekends uh, mid-season international break uh, Magic weekend, dates not yet announced Easter doubleheaders scrapped The big question mark is about promotion and relegation Are we going to get two divisions of 10, two of 12, one of 14? Uh, these are all decisions that IMG have to make And I just wonder whether if IMG make the decisions The clubs then have the ability, have the power To overturn those decisions and vote them out I wouldn't think IMG would be involved if that was the case. Do you? Well, the reason why they brought IMG in, um, we had to do something and we had to do it quick. We've got to make sure that we can make it more attractive, um, not be self-centred. And let's face it, we all know that there are certain clubs that, that are very self-centred. They don't care about anything else or whatever. Uh, they keep saying down in Australia, they don't have promotion and relegation it's simple in other words if you finish up with a wooden spoon uh, they still give you the opportunity to start building towards the future that's and not in the British psyche though Steve is it yeah, we've been I, built I, I, on promotion and relegation I realise that um, I would I would hate to see it, it eliminated but when you look through all those situations the teams that have been promoted usually by majority of the players from the team that's been relegated and it's very rare that they get off the bottom of the league table we've seen that with Toulouse this year we've seen it many times over, over the past years so it isn't as though we're bringing something new to the game we bring in the same average players that is a point that's well made because there is a list of four or five Toulouse players who are on the way out of Toulouse and will probably, you're right, be probably picked up by, by other teams. Maybe the team that comes up after the million-pound game. Who knows? 
Well, that's been occurring for, for quite some time. Um, do we build, does IMG say, look, we've got to build in the future. We've got to make sure that junior development is with every single club. I wonder if they realise, Steve, what they've bitten off here. I wonder if they, 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 they have realised and woken up yet that they might just have bitten off a bit more than they can chew. Well, we won't know until maybe the within two, three years. Mm. Because we'll soon find out uh, at the amateur level, at the junior level, we'll soon find out whether they're getting, getting supported. I mean, the one thing we do have is we've got the salary cap, which does help. Um, it it's going to be difficult. Are they going to mess around with the salary cap? Are they going to are they going to raise the amount that you can have and you can that you can pay? Uh, as you know, in, in football, it's just gone absolutely crackers, hasn't it? The thing about the salary cap is IMG have got to get all the Super League clubs, no matter how many are in, 2 tens, 14, 12, whatever, they've got to get them to the level that they can spend the salary cap to the limit, not have some teams paying half a million pounds less than the other teams. That sounds easy. But first of all, IMG have got to make sure that we are getting financial support. We've got to make sure that that we, we are paid what we deserve in regards to radio television broadcasts it's not an easy task oh it's 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 an almost impossible task it's a long task you're right it'll take a few years and the people who should be consulted are the people at the moment who are putting the money in the major sponsors are pals Correct. and Fred for a start they they should be consulted sky yeah. should be consulted who else is paying the sort of money for the television rights that sky are nobody i can tell you that I can tell you that because that's gone on forever. So they, they need to be, they need to tread carefully, but they, they also need to be revolutionary in some ways. It's a 50-50 sort of uh, gambit, isn't it? That they obviously can't just say, right, next season is going to cost you double to televise our game of rugby league. Um, uh, people like Sky, etc., and all they'll say, um, well, we're not going to afford it. We're, no. we're not going to do that. Um, it's it's a difficult situation in trying to keep our game afloat whilst other sports are gaining in momentum. And we've got to make, ensure that people can see it all the time, not just once in a blue moon. It's a massive task, an absolutely massive task. Look, you, you've mentioned Australia a couple of times. We, we know about the Willie Mason business and Samoa and all the Aussies signing up for Samoa, which frightens me and I'm sure frightens a lot of people to death. Um, what else is happening? They're, they're not quite at grand final time down there, are they? No, this weekend is the semis. Uh, North Queensland will play Parramatta. Uh, the winner goes through the grand final. And Penrith play South Sydney, who were in the last year's grand final. Penrith sneaked it home, 14-12. The amazing stat is that Penrith have only lost four games all season, and Souths, they've only beaten Penrith once in eight attempts since 2020 season. So the odds are so favouritism in regards to my old club, Penrith, but South Sydney have hit some tremendous form. They They are on fire. They really are on fire. Um, Parramatta, well, 
one week they'll win by 40 and then the following week um, they'd lose by 40 talk about a yo-yo situation but they're getting it right at the most important time though the Parramatta Eels will find it very difficult to go up to North Queensland they are they are running hot as well it's a while since North Queensland got into a grand final but the the plum has got to be Penrith South Sydney a repeat of last year's grand final uh, I can't wait and I can't no, wait to, I can't wait to see Penrith lift the trophy once again go the Panthers <laughs> fair enough that's one prediction I want the other prediction of course we've been saying all year we've been saying Wigan and Saints for the grand final Wigan aren't there Leeds are so I suppose even though you're a dyed in the wool Yorkshireman Steve-O and you're going to upset everybody around Headingley I would imagine now you're going to tip St Helens correct <laughs> and it won't it won't be the first time I've upset all those lovely fans from Headingley <laughs> I used to do I used to do it on a regular basis no, you did no, no. no listen um, they're they're the gun side and I think even Kristen Wolf the coach uh, would take into account that over the last four or five games they have not been at what I call their best and the mere fact that they've been able to get two players back that were supposedly going to miss the grand final I think we'll just tip it their way I think it'll be close because as we mentioned before the Rhinos defence has been superb the latter part of this season but I'll still go for Penrith and St. Helens as a double <laughs> OK and as a trifecta as they say in Australia World Cup who's going to win the World Cup? England are they going to emulate your mob of 1972? I hope so I've got my fingers crossed, my toes crossed, and they've got the opportunity. And it will start on that first game because Samoa is going to be one of the strongest sides. If they can beat Samoa in that first game, and I think we have the ability to do that, if we can do that, it will boost your confidence. And remember in 72, Eddie, our first game was against Australia down in Perpignan and we beat them against all the odds they gave us no chance whatsoever and it just lifted the group it was just an amazing sort of situation and you think we've beaten the Australians we've beaten the team that, that uh, holding and they were at that point the World Cup trophy now if we can just put away Samoa oh, the confidence will just lift it it'll, will. Be a, it will. it'll be a cracking World Cup it that's we're reason, looking that's to the it. reason why I've come back. I know it is. I know. And we will be back with this podcast uh, a couple of times during the World Cup as well. But that's it for this, the 70th edition of the podcast. I look forward to seeing you at Old Trafford for the grand final then, Steve-O. We're going to have our microphones at the ready and we'll see who we bump into on the day. And we'll report back next week on Eddie and Steve-O, the podcast. So um, I'll see you in Manchester, old boy. Looking forward to it. <laughs>